Nigerian Ponzi scheme. What are you vaping on, baby boy? Um, the last of my blue dream. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded so sad. (laughs) It's been a really good card, and it's like fucking impossible to find sativa now. It's like sativa is fucking extinct. No one wants to grow it. Well, for carts or what? No, for carts you can actually find it a little little bit easier, but it's definitely harder to find like fucking just sativa flower in general because buyers don't want it. Well, bulk buyers don't want it. You go back to the go back to the thing, uh, right? Everything everything's a goddamn fucking hybrid. Well, nowadays you really can see. Oh man, it's like everything is indica dominant now in terms of the fucking like the genetics. Everything is. A, a cookies cross. You can't escape fucking the cookies genetics. It's in everything. Well, sometimes, uh, I mean, like when I'm when I'm shopping online, and then when I'm looking at shit, like otherwise, like buying shit for myself, like to sell to the clients and stuff. Like, it definitely, uh, it's always sativa hybrid or indica hybrid. It's always a hybrid. But you know, truly. It's all kind of there, you know? It's almost like the terpenes are more of a thing these days, you know? It's like when you and I want a sativa, we're looking for that jack, that that train wreck, those lemons, you know? We want that, that like, light gas maybe a little bit, you know, with, like, the OGs. But, you know, I, I think it's a lot in the terpenes. Yeah, no one wants... Yeah, if you, if you say Jack Herrera right now or Blue Dream, people, like, a laugh in your face. Like, no one fucking... No one Blue wants Dream's, it. <laughs> dude, Blue Dream's been the the diet coke joke forever right dude it's I, like, I think if it's, it's growing been, well it's incredible it, honestly it's like the best for fucking hey robert camera time yo, baby robert. what's up baby boy but yeah i i feel like it's uh it's still a great strain maybe like the genetics aren't like fucking like the most you know it's always like an industrial strain i guess is what i'm getting at but i still like really enjoy the effects especially for like making music and like doing creative shit it's like the best mm-hmm. yep I feel like uh, like all the big bulky, like sativas. So like uh, like right now I uh, I have a I, I bought a pound today of uh this uh, banjo sour. Mm. It's some out outdoor banjo sour, and the fucking nuggets are huge. Nice lemony scent. Like I can I mean it's a sativa, right? It's just no matter what you open the bag, it's a fucking sativa, you know. Um, so I I mean this stuff will be gone immediately just for that reason just people just a nice fresh scent it's not like doughy and gassy like everything else these days everything's like got a great food name but has like <laughs> literally everything is a fucking food fucking, name right now you got the mochi and the pancakes and the apple fritter and the wedding cake and it's and every, fucking it's just and everything's got that fucking great little purple color it's like that's I, that's great man i guess like well like, again because like the buyers don't want amazing. it unless it's like fucking some purple or if it's some gas or it's got fucking yeah yeah. cake in the name actually now the cakes yep. are starting there's been so much cake on the market that now people don't want the fucking cake anymore like you say you say yeah. wedding crashers or anything like that if it's well i think wedding crashers might have like purple punch so purple punch is apparently not desirable even though purple is i don't yeah no, no purple punch has never been desirable i don't fucking uh, understand it's, the psychology it's it's, it's, it's uh, not potent it's one, it's, that's it's, for sure well your purple punch is like your uh, another another so. math cast where we sit here and just fucking talk about weed for the first five minutes straight. <laughs> let me let me get across this point though. The 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 purple punch is what we're talking about is almost like the amethyst. Where back in the day, it was like what we called in the Manila house. We called it this. It was like the diet purples. It's not your fucking Urkels and your your uh, your granddaddies. It's like this like 
really dark purple flower that doesn't get you fucking high. It's like a sativa purple flower. Yes, you know? exactly. It's like, like diet. I call them. Yeah, it's like diet purple. <laughs> diet it's like, purple. It's like it's like it, it looks and smells like it should get me all there, but it doesn't. It's like something else. It's like I'm fucking. Remember that is amethyst? so funny and remember accurate. Oh, dude. Okay, I do remember amethyst very well. I remember amethyst being better though. I don't know. I mean, like it was a nice, impressive flower, but I mean, like you know, as far as a dark purple flower, you're expecting something different, mm. you know. But yeah, anyways. That's so funny. Yeah, amethyst was that. That was a little harder to find. I feel like that was like one of the harder to find. Was it an Urkel cross? No, it's been so long. I, I think ameth. I think amethyst was kind of like aota. It was just a lot of things together. It was kind of a mutt of a stream. Mm. That's what I believe. That's what. That, but. Then again, I might be wrong. I feel like aota is what was bred to make that tangy profile that's so common. Like, especially in that banjo shit that you're smoking, that for sure it reminds me of aota. Yep. Uh, it's definitely more on the banjo side. It's not uh, like a sour diesel. It's just like a nice lemony. Exactly. Thing, it's Limonene is for sure like the main terpene profile. I love how like now knowing the, what terpenes are what, like I'm able to really, um, I don't know, really identify why I like things. Mm-hmm. Or you also get like the, I mean, like all the food names and everything are one thing, but there are some notes you'll be like, oh, okay, all right, I get it. I get what they mean by this, like that kind of mm. thing, you know, the, with the lineage. Yeah. Okay, what I don't understand is GMO. Like, this shit does not fucking smell like garlic and, and mushrooms and onions, dog. Garlic cookies? <laughs> no, garlic garlic cookies. Garlic cookies has that rank smell. I get the garlic cookies, GMO, but that was originally just called White Glove. That is a strain from a Florida crew of the Swamp Boys. And they originally that was just called the white glove. You know what and else is came through and yeah. you know what else is really similar to that is um this dark dosy that I'm smoking on right now from fucking Lit House. It's like really peppery and um it's basically like dosido crossed with gelato. But um, Oh, that's 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 kind so, of garlicky so, though. Well, the dosido with the gelato forty one, that's the dolato. Uh, oh yeah, that's for sure. The, the proper name, Dolato. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some people don't call it that, but yeah, absolutely. Nope. <laughs> yep. A lot of branding, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of just variations I, on the same fucking like you know Sherbaccio or uh, Sherbert fucking shit. It's all about marketing, sir. Truly, branding, yep. whatnot, what have you. Mm-hmm. So fucking, what's good with you, dog? How you been? Good. Um back on the sauce a little bit oh how long do <laughs> uh, we enjoy a beer how long do we make it we made it a month oh 31 days you fucking gotta eat that fucking hat that you mentioned robert's got his pale ale dale's there. pale ale you 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 um i actually uh i'm drink since uh i did uh a dry january i'm doing uh, a christmas ale that i've had in my fridge it's basically just like a belgian ale with like elderberries and like cherries in it and shit like that that looks good so, dog it's not bad, dude. It's all good. Really, it's all about uh, it's all about this though. It's all about that later. On. Nice. It's all good. Yeah. What are you smoking on? Um, um, I got a. Uh, you want to talk old strains, Christian? I got some Romulan. Oh shit, dog! Got some high school weed. That's what that is. <laughs> but I did sprinkle in some GMO hash, so I got that rank kind of earthiness with that like more gassy side. So it's nice. Fucking, that's so funny. Yeah, Romulan. That's. Yep. When you find the authentic article, it's really good. Sir, I found it. It was from the same company that was doing a train wreck. And I was like, all right, I'll fuck with you guys. And sure enough, it was it. So. Oh, that's so funny. Like, one of, yep. yeah. Train wreck is yep. also. 
I'm about to say too much. Train wreck is not desirable either, though. You go, hey, you're, you're, you're drooling. You're drooling right there. I see you drooling. <laughs> like, yeah, there you go. You're good. You're good. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, fucking definitely some old school genetics for sure. No one wants fucking train wreck anymore, though. Again, because it's just it's a sativa. Before we start, Robert, what, what shirt is what shirt is Robert? For your health. On? For your health. That's what it is. Oh, yep. Oh, that's fresh too. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So you want to start partying or what? Um. Yeah, I guess it's uh it's about time. Let me see here. Let me make sure I got my notes. We got a few people. It's all good. Oh. Uh. Before we start, um, can we get like the first few? Yeah, we're gonna start with pupil slicer. Really? Yeah. Okay. We're going to leave with that because um, I've got the most to say about that band. And then a smile of a Velociraptor. God, I hate their name. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, Atur. And uh, then the Carto Sobujiro band. Sense Offender, They Live, We Sleep, Split. And then we're going to close with Thought Crime, which I have, like, no notes on, Ooh. officially speaking. That's but okay. I can still say some stuff about we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll roll off that yeah. one. That'll be kind of a MySpacey one. We'll, we'll figure that out. I'm glad that out. we did that as opposed to doing the totally unicorn yeah. single. I just didn't have enough to say about a fucking single. It's really hard to do that, I think, at this, this stage. I. It would have been a shoulder shrug for me. So That's good, though. Oh, look, he's got the fucking Math Corey neck shirt, too. <laughs> Jam, I'm, gonna get, I'm getting naked too. No. <laughs> what was he got underneath that? <laughs> Another oh, for no, your health no, shirt. No. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the 60th episode of Mathcast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just want to remind everybody, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can send us an email to mathcorynix at gmail.com. Bands on this episode are decided in part by our Patreon supporters, so please go check that out uh, if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits. And uh, let's go ahead and get started here. So the first band we're going to talk about is Pupil Slicer. Pupil Slicer are a three-piece mathcore grindcore band from London, UK, featuring our very own UK correspondent, uh, Katie Davies. Katie Davies. Really? Yeah, yeah. Katie is our correspondent. Recently had her interview uh, ped of Frontier and Sectioned, well, yep. a couple years ago, anyway. Yep. Two years and, ago, uh, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And uh, Pupil Slicer are set to release their debut full-length, Mirrors, via Prosthetic Records on March 12th. And the album was actually mixed by uh, Pedram, uh, Pedram rather. <laughs> I can never fucking say this kid's name right. Uh, r- mixed by Ped uh, of Frontier yeah, I say, and Sectioned. Yeah. Ped is always the. Yeah, <laughs> just give like him a nice Ped. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was mixed by Ped uh, at front uh, his studio Outlier Sound and mastered by Brad Boatwright at Audio Siege. I'm just I'm, I seem to be so charmingly befuddled. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Basically, you know it already fucking sounds enormous. Like, it 
it's gonna sound fucking huge because of the mixing and mastering. Boy, this is a this is a polished gem right here. I tell you what, it took a little extra, a little uh, elbow grease to it. It it fucking sounds amazing. Wow, this band. It's fucking remarkable how much they have stepped it up in the last, like, year or two. It's a three-piece! Once you hear... Okay, so, naturally, everybody, once uh, when you're listening to this uh, episode, um, Christian and I, we got to listen to this the full length before it was released. So, it, it's almost like an album like this. I want to gush about it so much, but I will reserve myself a little bit. Um, but, holy fuck. This is so much... Uh, uh, it is a step forward from what uh, the other releases were. And uh, they had a split with a Sense Offender it, right before this. Mm-hmm. So, they did. Um, it, yeah. I think uh, that was sort of a foreshadowing, but like this is just leaps and bounds better in quality in yeah. terms of the songwriting and the performances on this record. They're just so much better. Foreshadowing is, yeah, that's you're absolutely right. It's, uh, it's relentless. Um, it, there's a... Man, I don't even... I Honestly, like, I want to gush about this album quite a bit. Um, I want to talk about a lot of singles. I mean, a lot of al- uh, a lot of the songs that haven't been released yet. Um, but this is just relentless. It's just relentless, chaotic mathcore through this whole thing. Yeah, and, you know, there's a real strong grindcore and power violence influence throughout this record, I want to say, with, just given the use of, like, HM2 pedals. Yep. Um, but it's got a lot of more, like, modern flavor with the pitch shifting uh, and the very, like frantic vocals I, I, the vocals are actually a really uh, big highlight on this record for me for sure yeah and there's just so many twists and turns in every track like the album is really musically dense there's just there's so much happening it's like it's kind of staggering really like not only that the the guitar tones in particular are really really dialed in like the, just that really nice HM2 kind of like more modern heavier HM2 sound I don't know specifically what the what, what pedal they're chasing after, but basically you can just really tell that Ped is mixing this album because it's got that very much that the same guitar tone that Sectioned uses. Uh, I, I feel um, in the the two singles that they've already released, what Christian just said, you can you can hear that. You can hear the Ped in there. Um, Especially on Le Pel du Vide, for sure, the lead exactly, single. Exactly, exactly. Um, on the two singles, though, I would say I'm more towards the the wounds upon uh, my skin would be the one I I, I, I agree for sure that, that's that's definitely the better track for sure. When, when you go um, to, when you when you check out Spotify right now, I mean uh, the, the 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 wounds is just a like 200 listens behind uh, their other single, uh, but yeah, uh, both are just um, they really show you what the rest of the album is or it's going to be. And these two, these two singles are spread out through the album. I believe one is like track three or four, and the other one is like track like seven or eight. eight. Yeah, eight. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that is a. Um, there will be one or two other bands on this uh, on this episode that I feel like they kind of uh, shot their load immediately and kind of got the first track out, even though it's a banger. It kind of dwindles after that, and I'll mention that later on. Uh, but mm. I really feel Pupil Slicer really. Um, uh, mixed up and just uh, sent us amazing representations for the two singles that they've had. I agree. Yeah, I feel like um, Le Pel du Vide is it doesn't really have like some of the best material on the album, uh, but it does really you know it manages to work in some really nice staccato sequences mm-hmm. and really excellent use of the whammy pedal. And there's just so many like little guitar breaks and little chuggy sequences thrown in there that uh, it's it's pretty head spinning actually. 
as Levi was saying, you know, this album is not out yet, so it's kind of we can't really speak at length about the it's, other songs, but it's hard. There it's, are it's, it's hard. It's hard not to gush about it because this is is a great yeah. Album. You know? Yeah, it is a great album. It's it's really interesting how they've taken that these kind of like thrashy and pyre, you know, power violence riffs that could literally be off a Nails album, but given them like this way more modern flavor with the the chord shapes, you know, that given the use of like panic chords, quote unquote, my, you know, minor seconds, uh, the pitch shifters, the kind of daughters and Dillinger escape plan language that they 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 favor, it's really uh, it's a really interesting blend of old and new on this record. Well said. Well said. Uh, I won't get too in-depth and give spoilers, but I will say that um, other than the, the, the wounds under under my skin, uh, the other favorite tracks that I had were um, uh, the track Save the Dream, Kill Your Friends. That one is ridiculous. Whenever this album releases, That is good. That is the fucking one right there for me. So... Mm-hmm. But I won't say anything more because I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> but it's it's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, you know, although I, I do feel like there are times in this record where they are kind of hitting more middle of the road sort of material. Like there's there's definitely a few parts where I'm like, are you getting that in the melodic parts or where are you? Yeah, that? I am yeah, exactly. The more dudes. progressive moments on this record felt a little more contrived, a little more forced to me. It kind of felt like they were just maybe filling runtime. Well um, said. Well said. And I'm just saying that without giving too much away about the album because I do really like the album. But um, you know that was that was one of the takeaways for me is that there's there's definitely a little bit of room for improvement in terms of um, you know what songs should be staying on the cutting room floor and what should be hitting the album. I think maybe they just really wanted to get this album out, so they probably wrote a few songs just to get them you know loose and just get them on the fucking you know get the it track is, listing a little more beefed up. It is 11 tracks. Uh, tracks are ranging from a minute to that three and a half to four, to, and then there's a six mm-hmm. and a half minute one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, it, it's varied all over. It's not, and, and by no means, I don't feel like they have a filler track, which is fucking. That's amazing. why I didn't say the word filler. <laughs> I did not say the word filler because I don't feel like it's filler material. But again, yeah. just um, especially. Well, again, I don't want to give away too much, but there's just a couple middle-of-the-road type moments that I just didn't feel like they were at their best, like they could have done better. Yeah. Um, It was almost like these parts are like beneath them, I guess, is what I'm saying. I took it sometimes maybe it was like maybe the melodic parts were them phoning it in, and I don't even mean that. I just, I felt it sometimes. I was just like, wait, uh, why am I? Oh, right, the melodic part. But uh, once again, it... They, they they come back every time. They do. They really so. <laughs> they manage to bring it around full circle for sure. And judging by this album, I, I have a feeling this band is only going to get better. Like they've they've improved so fucking much in a three year period. I mean, they, they've gone from sounding like a really confusing um, wannabe mathcore band that's still kind of like a metalcore band to like full blown like staggering. Like this is kind of a great combination of stuff like Dillinger Escape Plan. Converge, um, Daughters, reminding me of Arms actually quite a bit on this record. Absolutely, um, dude. And then stuff like Pig Destroyer and Nails on the other side of the fence, you know, more of like the HM2 kind of like grindcore like sound as well. So Man, it's a really great merger of those two things. I was not thinking the Nails thing, but you that's a that's pretty good comparison there, man. 
Yeah, with the I think feel. it's just again yeah. due to the the, the pedram mixing. Yeah. You know, the uh, the section guitar tones is is really reminiscent of, of that guitar tone for sure for me. Mm. Um, so we've only got two singles uh, to choose from at this moment. So we should go ahead and give them "Wounds Upon My Skin," which also has a really great music video. <laughs> it has a great well. music video. Check that shit out. And you know the reason I, I love this song is it's um it's it's just got that botchy introduction you know with like the the drum roll and the artificial and it, harmonic yep, lace riff. Absolutely, dude, it's it's there, it's there. It's like some futuristic botch, and then they break into this like clean part. Uh, which is, what's interesting about that is not the the clean part itself, but how they like break out of it kind of unexpectedly with like a staccato sequence, yep. and then just expertly break back into the main motif of the song. It's like. It's just got everything. It's really well written. And then the outro has a completely different feel to it as well. Just like switching it up so much on every song on this record. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Wounds Upon My Skin, which is track eight from Pupil Slicer's debut full-length album, Mirrors. And that's out March 12th via Prosthetic Records. Here we go.
All right, so that was Wounds Upon My Skin, which is track eight from Pupil Slicer's new full-length album, Mirrors, which is out March 12th via Prosthetic Records. Wow. Yeah, really good. Great music video for that as well. Please go check that out. I will try to link it for you in the description. So next, we're going to talk about Smile of a Velociraptor. Smile of a Velociraptor are a two-piece mathcore deathcore project from Glazov, Russia. And they just released their third full-length album, Code Raptor, on January 15th. And then they play some heavy-as-fuck down-tuned mathcore and deathcore with dissonant breakdowns, tons of growth step, like half-step harmonies. Shit is nasty. Mm-hmm. Like... Basically, every song on this album is just, like, fucking chunky to the point where you're going to need a fucking neck brace from the amount of head bobbing <laughs> you're going to be doing. <laughs> you're going to break your fucking neck, dog. It's so, it's so, uh, it's so refreshing to hear such a uh, brutal thing from uh, just two individuals. But uh, it's, always, it's always naturally these uh, one to two piece uh, projects, I feel, that are really bringing it all. Um. I'm going to stop it They're right like here. They're like the infant annihilator of mathcore. Yeah. It, it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous, man. Um, the name itself is a little confusing for the band, and I'm not going to focus on this too much. I just... Yeah, uh, let's not dwell on the fact that the name is not incredible and doesn't really translate well, like, it apparently. Doesn't. But... It doesn't. Uh, but also, uh, my wife is uh, from Russia, and she was also... Your wife! what they meant and what would the translation hey was. jeff there he is he's slamming down that vegan food <laughs> wait now i'm out of focus why are, we, why are you doing that yeah you've been out of focus for a Boy while dweller. dog what the fuck is going on stop Yo, being an asshole christian uh since we're already uh taken away from the subject are you wearing the state tech t-shirt right now you're only god damn it t- i knew you were gonna fucking call me out on that it's probably Camera off <laughs> <laughs> It is one of three white t-shirts you own. I know that. It's like one of four white t-shirts I own now. Oh, you upgraded. Good doubled for my you. collection, yeah. Good for you, mm-hmm. man. All right. I have, yeah. All right, so uh, back I'm to the a, band. I'm a big boy now. Um, back to the band, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is definitely just a, a beautiful uh, mixture. I feel like the tracks, you know, there's not much. Well, there is, but um, it's all pretty much the same. I, I feel like it's all pretty much dysphoria meets, like, Psyopus. Um I, Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza is like the main that band that they're pulling from for sure. Like there there are times on this record where it could literally be where you could have fooled me into believing it's Josh Travis Josh Travis himself. Like mm-hmm. legitimately the guitar tone and like the riff flavor down to the production, everything. They like they like must have just deliberately tried to be like we're going to sound like the production value from Danza three and four. I, so I mean, naturally, uh, we've had this since the MySpace days. But your uh, your you know your uh, your bedroom projects, right? Uh, and two is I, the best one, Jeff. I agree. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they definitely are at the top of their game for what they're doing here, as far as like a two piece, you know, the bedroom project, all that. There's it's pretty well produced I mean, they, and there's a they've lot been around on. for a second yeah yep. like this is their third album and this is like by far their best shit yet like i feel like they've they've dialed it into something now that like i actually like really want to listen to because mm-hmm. before like again the name just i get turned off by stupid shit like a band name that i don't like like that's a really horrible reason to not listen to a band i think 
Um, cause there's a lot of sick bands with fucking arguably terrible names that I love to, you know, now. So a jokey weird name though is questionable. You know, you have to, you have to kind of ease into it. You know, where do we, where do we fucking, where do we draw the line though? Well, I mean, to draw, to draw the line, I mean, we don't want to hate on him immediately. Right. That's, that's the main goal is to hear a name and be like, Oh fuck that shit. Like that's once we get past that, that's good. But also people show their true colors when they have names like this sometimes where, you know, you're like, ah, is it this up? It is this. Damn it. Like that kind of thing. So yeah. Joke titles, joke titles, you know, that kind of thing. Get, it can give it a, a bit much. Like, I, I love a band called See You Next Tuesday, and that's a pretty fucking bad name, you know. But that is timing and everything. And also, that's not... <laughs> it's it's a yeah, it's a Sex in the City reference. It's not too bad. It's, it's all good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, this is, this is a great effort. Like, this band has fucking really stepped it up on this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had a lot of t- time to dial it in, so I'm glad to see that they've just like refined their image, put out some like actually serious, good-looking artwork, took some like good promo photos. Now they're like really trying to like present like a serious act. That's um, the shit. That's the shit. And they've they've got my attention now. Yeah. Um, they've got my attention now. This album is fucking good. This is really good. Question to you: What are tracks that hit you? Oh man, I had a really hard time picking a favorite track looking through my notes here so uh, I'm gonna... right i mean right away with with cause what is it cause was dirty yeah the, the, um, the track that two one or fucking three. really hits yeah track two yeah, yeah track because two. the first track is just kind of like a little intro but the oh, um by the way let's talk about lyrics track one they're like <laughs> intro you look at the lyrics on Bandcamp. it says intro then lyrics on the outro it says outro i'm like okay. oh my god they had Ha-ha, to do it i gotcha <laughs> I gotcha. I get it. That's so funny. Yeah, so I liked that song. I liked Section Error Validity. Mm-hmm. That, that one fucking hits. Another one that I really, really liked was uh, They Are In My Skin, which just has, like, this incredible slidey pull-off riff, like, dang, 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 Like, the fucking the way they execute that is just so goddamn heavy, and they put it all together in one of the fucking sickest grooves of the whole record. Yep. That, that, that track fucking hits. Yep. Um... Naturally, you're not mentioning it, so I guess this is why I'm mentioning it. Uh, I thought fucking Sinkhole was a very good track as well. Um, it really grabbed me. This is probably my favorite of the of the record. Sinkhole was a good one, too. I didn't yep. have any notes about it specifically, but I, I do remember enjoying it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I also liked uh, They Are In My... Excuse me, number 23. Um, mm. I feel like that was a good one, too. Yep. But yeah, as you were saying, like every track is kind of the same in terms of like what they're delivering, but I mean, what, what they're doing, they do it so well. Like if you just need some relentless breakdown oriented math core, you know, that little bit of death core tinge, you know, as Levi was saying, dysphoria, Mm -hmm. um, Tony Danza, humanity's last breath, basically the most dissonant down tuned fucking shit you can think of. Like if you enjoy that kind of stuff, this album is definitely for you. I think we should give him uh, Kaz was dirty though. Cool. Let's do that track too. Cool. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you Kaz was dirty. Kaz was dirty. I don't know if it's a a, a V or a W sound. Kaz on it, but, um... was dirty. <laughs> uh, and that's track two from Code Raptor. 
which is Smile of Velociraptor's new album that came out on January 15th. Here we go. So that was Caz uh, Was Dirty, which is uh, track two from Smile of Velociraptor's new album, Code Raptor, and that came out on January 15th. So next, we're going to give you your MathCore news. So first piece of delicious... Mathcore news, or adjacent anyway, is that uh, Genghis Tron are back. Uh, they just released a new single, and it is called. What is it called again? Dream Machine? Something Dream like that. Dream Weapon. <laughs> it's pretty interesting, man. They definitely have dropped the Nintendo Core thing, and they are going towards more of a psychedelic uh, element. Progressive, so, yeah. even? They, well, they, yeah, even truly... said they, they, they described it as psychedelic. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would describe it as psychedelic, but maybe a little bit. Interestingly enough, they've, they've been joined by the drummer of Baptists and 
the vocalist of The Armed, which is just such an obvious collaboration that we should have all seen coming, given the fact that The Armed are just so clearly pulling from the Genghis Tron catalog. Like, on Only Loved, it's like they're basically not, you know, ripping them off, but fuck me, like, it sounds a lot like Genghis Tron on that record. I know know the drummer, the Baptist, probably isn't the biggest thing, but... Baptist, well, the fact Baptist, that they don't have Baptist, Baptist fucking ripped, and just, they do. But the fact that they don't have the program drums anymore is, I think, really is what. That's what I'm trying to. Uh, make, that's what I was trying to get to. What I'm saying is, right. like, to have a drummer, amazing. But to throw Baptist drummer in that mix is, I'm very happy. I'm very ecstatic. That's the fucking shit. Like, and f- furthermore, another interesting element to this new release. I mean, the album is called Ultra Pop, and it's going to be out on April 16th via Sergeant House. And what makes it interesting? Label. Yeah, totally. I, kind of. I guess not com- completely unexpected. I mean, they they've worked with the likes of, um, you know, TTNG and mm-hmm. like some mm-hmm. kind of other adjacent acts. Um. Anyway, what I, what I was gonna say is that th- this album, the 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 project, the band itself, now seems to be almost more of a collaboration. Uh, it's got so many guest appearances on it, and there seems to be like eight members in the band now. I don't. I don't know if they've just. They probably have never had a static lineup. I'm guessing. In other words, I'm. There's probably been a lot of ins and outs. But um, yeah, I don't recognize any of these people. Not that they really showed their face a lot to begin with, unless it was like years and years ago. But they've like deleted everything from that time period off the internet. Basically, all their early music is gone. You remember seeing them in a classroom together? No. What? We saw the armed in a classroom? No, not the armed. I'm talking about uh, Genghis Tron, though. Oh, no. No, I wasn't at that show, sadly. Uh, all, right, all right. I wish. Um, but anyway, this album has guest... <laughs> Thanks for making me feel bad. This album has guest appearances from Eva Spence, Kurt Ballou of Converge, and mm-hmm. Ben Chisholm of Chelsea Wolf, which is somebody that I kind of know by association. I kind of like grew up with a lot of the people he grew up with. I'm like friends with his friends. Really? Um weird name drop but he's just like he's from yeah he's from Calaveras which is across the river from fucking Sonora so across the dang old river (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what man (laughs) he's one of those Calaveras people we don't like them oh I oh your mom always talks about them oh yes (laughs) (laughs) always warn you about those Calaverites um so they've got a new music video The Armed Uh, you can go watch that now it's kind of like uh watching like an old 70s performance um, and uh, Genghis Tron, uh, that's who we originally got started talking about again. So The Armed and Genghis Tron, both dropping albums. That's why we're kind of conflating the two bands. I mean, it's easy enough to do given their sounds, but then look what just happened in this conversation. We kind of just like shifted into The Arms when I was introducing yep. Genghis Tron. Um, so they've, they've both got albums coming out this year. So we've got new Genghis Tron in March and new The Armed in April. So that was your MathCore news. So the next band we're going to talk about is Atur. Atur are a five-piece MathCore band from Los Angeles, California. And they just released their debut full-length album, Before and After, on January 21st which was mastered by Alan Duchess uh, at West West Side Music. He also did the Dillinger Escape Plan, uh, Protest the Hero, if I'm not mistaken. Just a bunch of a bunch of bands you like. So let's just <laughs> leave it at that. Um, 
And this is a great effort. It's a, it's a little kind of um, clashing at times with like what's on the, the side A and the side B half of the album. But uh, the side A is very, very strong. Like they are really nailing the yep. metalcore moments of this record. But the post-hardcore moments are, are leaving a little something to be desired, I think. So I want to say right now, post I will agree with you, post-hardcore moments aren't hitting me as much. But the vocal uh, vocal stylings are amazing. I feel the Buckley-esque vocals in the hardcore <laughs> side are great. But Get out also, of my notes. <laughs> yeah, 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 I knew they were in there. Um, and then also, I the, the singing is great. I feel the 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 approach the attack the effort it's all there but yes um there is a side a and a side b to this that was really well said right away um i actually didn't have that but that's exactly what it is this is the one that I was speaking of from uh when we were talking about pupil slicer where i feel like uh you did your whole you kind of blew your load right away and you gave the first track out which is uh, old house and i'm telling you what man Listen to Old House. This is a, a record where I started from track one and with Old House, I fucking listened to Old House three times before I went to track two. That's how <laughs> much Old House fucking grabbed me. After that, it was it was it was great, but it just didn't grab me like Old House. And right. That's truly if I was trying to be in like in the least words possible. That's what it would be. Well, it's just like oh. listen to Old House or Dead Grass and then immediately go listen to Repressor, Straw Man, or Like a Wave, and it's just completely different bands. Completely different bands. The approach is... And, like, even, like... So, the the melodic more, like, post-hardcore, like, singy side... It's not even boring. It is just that there's a side A and a side B where it's just kind of almost like a like a, a what like that kind of thing. A, where, a bit of a disconnect. Yeah, there's a disconnect. It was a like a half and half. Um, so I would agree with you. Um, all in all, though, I feel this whole release. I mean, they're very talented people, and it's great. But I really feel that initially, I just I was looking for more more old house after I heard old house. That's kind of where I leave it. Right. That. Yeah. That's definitely one of the stronger tracks. And as you were it saying, there's the, a it's lot the of. It's the strongest track. What other track is there? Like, it's fucking Dead Grass. Shit. I felt like Dead Grass is one of the more catchy and memorable cuts off the album as well, to be fair. Really? Uh, okay. Good, good vocals on that track, really channeling uh, Josh Scoggin. Um, as much as there's a lot of Keith Buckley on this record from the vocalist, I feel like he's also channeling just as much Josh Scoggin. Scoggin, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. The lyrics were another kind of gripe for me too, though. I, I on the, the more melodic cuts, I feel like they were a bit cringy. Like I won't change, not for anyone but me. I've got lessons to learn. You've got witches to burn. Yeah, that felt a little, um, a little uh, sophomoric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right word to like... use. It felt a little mm, shallow and pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lois, uh, this meatloaf is shallow and pedantic. You're just like one person just trying to fucking stand s- strong, you know? <laughs> I mean, sometimes those lyrics come out where you're like, it's me and it's only me. You're like, really? You're like, well, no, it's, it's like actually how... me and this other person behind me and like there's other people involved, I guess. Okay, so like, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is the line just felt a little childish. Oh, it's yeah, very childish. A little, little infantile, you know, kind of like throwing a fit. No, sort there, of. Was, there was a few lines where I was like, ha, eh. 
I don't know about that. <laughs> like that kind of thing, you know? All that griping aside, there's some really fucking catchy and moshy metalcore moments that just fucking really do bring it really hard. And it's it's definitely on Old House. It's definitely on Dead Grass. Uh, and I also felt like the closer goes pretty fucking hard too, actually. Like they wrap they managed to wrap up the oh, album. Oh, the closer very well. wraps up amazingly, man. That's fucking great. Really emotional kind of towards the end there. It's yeah, it's good. Yeah, um also recalling Stray from the Path for me a lot too on this record. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, on that track, I think was I think that was the cut that was sort of recalling that comparison. But again, the, you know, straight from the path is in the very like same school as every time I die. In my opinion, you put them on the exact same playlist. You're yeah. in the mood for something that's kind of like upbeat with a bit more, like perhaps some southern tinge to it. And the chariot, definitely for sure. When talking southern. So we're gonna go ahead and give to you uh, old house, obviously, mm. which is track one from before and after. And that's Auteur's new album that came out on January 21st. Here we go.
right, so that was Old House, which is track one from Auteur's new album, Before and After, and that came out on January 21st. Christian, did you know that that was a banger? <laughs> little known fact. I, yes, That's Levi, a little known fact. Yep, that's a banger. <laughs> How astute of you to notice. Yep, yep. So the next project we're going to talk about is Karto So Wojiro. Huh? Karto <laughs> Sowajiro. Yeah, you said uh, it better that time. You said it a lot better that time, for sure. <laughs> so Karto Sowajiro are a collaborative math core project based out of Jakarta, Indonesia, uh, with the core member Fatur on guitar and a number of guest musicians, including the homie uh, Unier Escartin from Panama and uh, Matthew Blockley of Cruel World Collective and Zoic, the latter of which we've discussed on this podcast. Yeah. And uh, they are both featured prominently on this release. And um, so the project sort of has a weird uh, origin for the name. The project shares a name with an Indonesian Muslim mystic who led a rebellion against the secular institution in an attempt to establish an Islamic state under uh, Sharia law. (laughs) So it's sort of an interesting... um, callback there to sort of uh you know a controversial shall we say figure oh absolutely uh, when i was trying to look up the band i was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> definitely- <laughs> so that definitely made me raise an eyebrow um yeah. I-, I don't know if this is ironically referencing this person but um you know sort of uh interesting but anyway <laughs> we'll move past it and uh, we'll make it a tradition <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's um, I I noticed the collaboration between all the members. Uh, is definitely a it's almost like a, wouldn't it's like a piece together collaboration when I look at the credits and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, great chaotic mathcore. Um, yeah, it, it's a really short EP. Like every song is super short. It's like four tracks, it's, right? It's four tracks and then an instrumental version of one of the tracks. It's basically oh, again, those instrumental, and, the instrumental yeah. version of the tracks. I always <laughs> like that. Thank you so much for giving me the fucking version of the tracks. <laughs> Levi loves it when you give him the instrumental version of the yeah, tracks. That's great. I love it. It's like, uh, we need to get that needs to be the new sample that we need to drop in. Fucking put it on the record. Yeah, I want it so much. Put it on the fucking record. <laughs> yeah. Listen, this is this is a great EP though. Um. What really makes this interesting is the fact that they are working in so many little clean and quite good jazz breaks. Like the little jazz breaks they throw jazz in here and there are fucking, are fucking great. Yep. Well said. They're man. so well done. Yep. This EP is honestly over so quickly, so there's really not a lot of time to even digest what's going on. It's kind of just like a collection of uh, some riffs in like a vignette style fashion. But uh, the last track, uh, Tala Sakria Krasia? Tala Sakria? Yep. Yep. If Levi thinks it's okay, I must have gotten it correctly. Dude, you nailed it. (laughs) But yeah, just great, great guest vocals from Unier on that track. Honestly, uh, I think that's the one we should give them. The the, the first track has got that, like, one kind of, like, earwiggy riff, but I think the best material is on that last track. 
I do appreciate uh, the vocal uh, additions from Cruel World, uh, Cruel World Collective, but I would say mm-hmm. uh, track four Matthew is the one Blockley. to go for. Yeah, I would say track four is the one. So. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, I didn't feel like his vocals were as strong as uh, New Year's on this particular EP, although I do really like Zoic, though. and We never ended up covering Cruel World Collective, but their, their shit is really good. Like Everything that Matthew Blockley is involved in on that notice has been has been quality matthew is the driver i believe of both projects for sure so mm-hmm. yeah check that shit out. absolutely yeah so I, what i what i really like about this project is that these people came together on the math Corinix community page and formed a project just from you know no doing this remotely shit yeah so you know one guy just to reiterate for everybody the main songwriter is in indonesia um one of the vocalists is in the uk and the other one is in panama so fully international project of people who met on a fucking um you know a facebook group so math core index community everybody check that shit out yeah if you're not already a member of math core index community like get the fuck in there like if you're listening to this podcast it is that. It is and you use community. facebook and you're not in the group you should be in the group because it's popping off in there every day pretty much right now there's a lot of crystal bot spam but we're trying to curb that <laughs> levi has no idea what i'm talking about he's smiling so innocently i've i've avoided uh facebook for about eight months and I, i'll get back in there soon it's just basically like a fucking advertisement from like a bot like somebody whose name rhymes with jay kohler <laughs> 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 You son of a fucking bitch. You you admitted a bunch of bots, Jay. <laughs> you almost ruined the Facebook group. Um uh yeah, I, I haven't been on there, but uh I, I, I definitely understand the issue. <laughs> yeah, it was just ridiculous. Like for the last like forty eight hours I've been doing nothing but like deleting fucking crystal spam comments from the Facebook group. But anyway, I literally, get in there. I literally I literally thought you were talking about crystal burgers, like the the slider, the burger sliders, like the crystal company. It's like a terrible burger <laughs> chain. I thought oh, we just like, posted one. That's like almost <laughs> verbatim. Like the one that was in the group today, except it's about fucking <laughs> something else. Completely like spirituality. God damn oh it. My God. God damn it. Um, All right. Anyway. So yeah. let's go ahead and give them a track for. Yeah. I support that. Great. So we're going to play for you. Tala Sacrasia. I think I got it. Featuring uh, Junior Escartin of Edeus Gorgas. Uh, and that's track four from Mandi Dara Sadara Sindiri EP. And that came out on January 26th. Here we go. <laughs> Blank and you miss it. Well, that's all you get. <laughs> so that was 
Tala Sacracia, which is uh, featuring Junior Escartin of Adeus Gorgas. And that's a uh, track four from Mandi Dara Sadara Sandiri EP by Karta Sawajiro. And it came out on January 26th. I think my tongue is going to completely fall off now. You have been amazing, <laughs> Spitzel. <tonight, sir. laughs> Doing very good. It's like, I didn't drink. That's the only reason we're just we're powering through this. <laughs> so next, we're going to give you your release radar for the month of January. So let's see here. What do we got? What do we got? So Totally Unicorn dropped a new single, Australian mathcore hardcore group quartet. Those those fucking jokesters, them they're, they're so hilarious. I do I do love them. I do love them so. What else we got? We got uh the Portrayal of Guilt. P- oh yes, Pog baby. Play of the game, yeah, Poggers. Um Portrayal of Guilt dropped a new LP. What's it called, Levi? Tell the people. Page 99, document 5 to 8. <laughs> That's the name of the... Curious how Portrayal of Guilt would call their album Page 99, document 5 to 8. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's called We Are Always Alone. Uh, and it's coming uh, out I said that wrong. I said it close wrong. Close casket activities January 29th. That was good, Levi. Yep. Yeah, that was quick. Um, the... P.S. You're Dead Macau Split Razor X Blade Edgy uh, Great little split though If you want some sass There's your there's your daily dose of sass there for you mm-hmm. Mr. Man What else we got uh, Genghis Tron dropped that new single um, Code Raptor by Smile A Velociraptor Which we talked about earlier in this episode yep. What else What else Levi, what else? What else came out? Help me out here, dog. Oh and yeah, a tour before and after, which we just talked about earlier in this episode. Yep, 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 yep. Womb by Juan Bond. Should have thought about that one way earlier. Dingus. <laughs> Considering I helped release it. And I'm gonna have to edit out the umming and awing here, but. Blossom, the new single by Nurture Nurture, who were also recently interviewed on the cast that ends creation. Yep. Not too much in this, like, first few, like, yeah, we're not, not too... January is looking pretty light here for sure. Yeah, Thought Crime released, no, that was in fucking November. <laughs> we're talking about it on this episode, I don't even have fucking what month it came out in. Yep. Um... Did plastic bag face mask drop that yet? No, it's nope, not yet. Tomorrow. So I guess that was your release radar for the month of <laughs> January. Yep, all uh, of that news, everybody. All of those those eight bands. So the next release we're going to talk about is the Sense Offender. They live, we sleep, split. Twofer. Indeed. Uh, Sense Offender and They Live, We Sleep are four- and five-piece chaotic hardcore bands from England and Wales, respectively. 
and they just released their new split EP on December 4th via Trepanation Records. And, uh, man, fucking what a great pairing. Like, <laughs> these two bands belong together on a split. They're right up the... I mean, honestly, uh, the only thing really varying between these two is just the member uh, amounts here, uh, four to five members. Uh, it's still the, uh, basically the same style. Uh, I'm not saying they're copying each other. It's just... Uh, the same styling through this whole record it's fucking great man what a what a what a great match uh for a split truly I, yeah they're, I, they're they're definitely very very similar stylistically to the point that if they didn't have such distinct sounding vocalists that it would be almost impossible to make a distinction between the two bands i think almost so um ian you... ian of uh sense offenders got a way more power violence vocal approach i is what i think the main distinction between these two projects is really what I really like is Ian's vocals as well. I feel like the sense fender vocals is what I would go for. Uh, mostly. Uh, I, I do want to throw this in here. Uh, interesting fact. Uh, we mentioned earlier pupil slicer. Uh, they did a split with sense offender and now sense offender is on their fucking second split. with uh, They live, they sleep. Um, I'm going to go off this here. So uh, splits. It's not something you see a lot of, in metal you know math chord shit like that but like more punk grind kind of shit like that you'll see the splits more it's more you know prevalent um i grew up with splits split seven inches splits uh lps and everything just like doing uh more punk and grind growing up christian uh whenever you see a split record i gotta ask you do you see it as like um it's like a we're all together on a team and we just combine in one team like the Mighty Ducks. Or is, do you sometimes view splits like a versus, like them versus them? You know? Do you ever see it like that? Can you say the last part again? Do you ever? Because I was coughing. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever? Do you ever view a split like? Instead yes, Steve, like I've used splits all the time. No, no, them like instead of instead of like the record being like one big banger, like, oh, it's these two together, like this is fucking crazy. Or do you ever see a split like in your head like, oh, it's these guys versus these guys. Like, these guys fucking really brought it. They didn't. Like that kind of thing. Do you ever see a split like that? Because I believe it was like Caliban and Heaven Shall Burn back in the day. They had a split, but what their split was was like two like demon-esque figures like facing each other and it really like brought that whole like face-off side of like split you know more like, of a battle like, of the bands who, vibe unless... who the fuck ripped better like that kind of thing and that's the kind of thing when i see this i don't know it was it was more of a question i just like i'm not sure if you grew up with like a lot of splits but like pretty much all of my records growing up were split seven inches and split no man i inches. didn't grow up with any splits i didn't start experiencing splits until fucking i don't know like 2000 and i think the first split that i was like really really aware of was the war from a harlot's mouth um molotov solution split that was like the split that i connected with i I think that came out in like 2004 or 5 but then again i'm pretty sure maybe not the majority but maybe half of dark trail records have been splits and there have been bangers right (laughs) and then for that not half but two there's been two two We've we've released two split releases. Two the, split um, releases. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like those. I'm not going to say what they are because. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I mean like for those, I don't need to plug them. <laughs> but for those, but for those ones, it's 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 fun to view it like that. You know, it's like, are you viewing it like together 
as that seven inch or is it like mm. versus those two so no anyway. see i feel like both of those pairings were so perfectly matched absolutely that they were complimenting each other and less trying to outshine one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like the, the, uh, the collaborative spirit was there. Mm-hmm. The, both, both in both cases, both projects pulling from so many similar influences that I think it was two. I think those are two of the most cohesive splits ever released. Honestly, they match very, <laughs> maybe they, tooting my own horn. But. No, no, they, they match very well. And that's actually, it's uh, why I ask you this. Um, yeah. Cause I know you like, you didn't grow up with splits, but I know you've, no. you've released splits. So, you know, uh, that but, one, uh, I was very careful to make sure that I, I was a part of because it was just such an obvious, perfect yeah. combination in, yeah. in both cases. Yeah. So with that said, I now, feel like you're interviewing me now. I like this. Let's keep talking about it. Bam. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love the sound of your voice. It's like, mm, it's good, you know? Uh, but yeah, man. I, 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 I put I on my like... interview persona. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. I, I, I gotta you say, can't like, see us right now, but we're doing a lot of hand motions. A lot of hand motions, yeah. Mm, a lot of the uh, like the prayer motion, but then you like you like point it forward at them. Like, mm, mm, mm-hmm, yes, yeah, very mm. thoughtful. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, it, what, it, it, it's very inside the actor's studio, right? Exactly. What's your favorite curse word? <laughs> you know, like that. Uh, but, uh, but, but ultimately, what I want to say on, on this release, uh, Sense Offender, uh, they, live, they Live We Sleep, both match up completely. Um, I have a track for both of them, and that's all I got to say, because they fucking, yeah, they're relentless. So, oh, do, oh I lost Christian. Oh shit! Is this screamo? You did not lose me. Homie. Oh god I'm damn sorry. it! God oh. damn it! <laughs> yeah, don't get too excited. He's like, is this screamo index time? <laughs> no, Levi, it's not. All um, right. Well, anyway, so they live. Yeah, so I, I'm right there with you. I didn't really have. Uh, I didn't really have like a whole lot of notes on this, even though we just said a whole bunch about it. Like, what, what I mostly enjoyed about this, I think, is just the vibes, the dark chaotic hardcore vibes they're bringing on this release it's a it is a great pairing again just coming back to what you were saying about perfectly matched splits this is certainly one of them yeah uh they're both just pulling so hard from the utah like dark hardcore catalog of bands like the gaza bird gaza fucking yep and cult leader yep Mm -hmm. like there's so much of that all over this release that and converge um they live, we sleep. Maybe has a slightly different flavor here and there. It's a, it's a little less dark and more hitting those like HM2 metalcore kind of moments, um, like you'd hear from uh, a nails or an end if you like. Yep. Um, yep. But also still a bit of that that Gaza flavor. So again, just a really fucking great pairing. Um, I think that flatline connectors and suffer silent are the the tracks that we should give them in that order. Oh, wow. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Absolutely. Those are cool. Based, yeah, yeah. Game on. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Flatline Connectors by Sense Offender and Suffer Silent by They Live, We Sleep off the Sense Offender, They Live, We Sleep split, which came out December 4th via Trepanation Recordings. Here we go. <laughs>
All right, so that was Flatline Connectors by Sense Offender and Suffer Silent by They Live, We Sleep. Off the Sense Offender, They Live, We Sleep split. And they came out back in December via Trepanation Recordings. So the last release we're going to talk about is Thought Crime. Thought Crime are a four-piece cyber-grind Nintendo Core band from Illinois. Well, you could describe this a number of ways, but we'll get to mm-hmm. that. Um, and they released their new album on your computer back on November 20th, kind of going up a back, a back a bit uh, further for this one, but this is a Patreon voted band. So I wanted to make sure that we worked it in this month and we booted another fucking band right the fuck out of there. We said, get the fuck out of here. Old you band. go. Get we out of here. We said, we said, kick rocks. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I, I said, I messaged them and I said, no. <laughs> yeah, <that's- laughs> It's a weird message you get from Christian. You're like, but yeah. what? <laughs> Completely <laughs> unprovoked. I just said no. Uh, um, so, yeah, uh, th- as I was saying, this is kind of like hard to pin stylistically for a specific genre because you could easily call this white belt or false grind or scene core or cyber grind and, or a Nintendo core, yeah, a variety of other vaguely derogatory genre tags. Um, but I think the bottom line is it's just kind of like really leaning into that synth heavy, heavy melodic, you know, metalcore kind of sound with like the good cop, bad cop choruses, and just it like is a, tons of synth. It is very sassy and frantic cyber grind, uh, but not really in the grind side. I guess it would be more that you know that white belty kind of metalcore side. Uh, honestly, it's uh, man. I find it very interesting to see the, uh, you know, on Bandcamp, how they list uh, the tasks of the members. Uh, There's like just a single member for a producer, you know, Uh, and things like that. Uh, Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Along with uh, the vocal additions. It's very interesting. Um, It's. The vocal it's, additions make so much sense too. Absolutely. Because it, like, because they sound so much like. Clearly, this is Nintendo core kinship on this yep. release, given the Corey Curly Swope feature of Zombie Shark and the James McHenry of Blind. Um, what's what is the name of his project? Blind Equation. Yep. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna say right off the bat, uh, tracks Pog Destroyer uh, were my favorite, and also uh, the Sequence Dream <laughs> the with amazing with, name with too. Uh, 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 a Sequence Dream is the track with zomb- <laughs> uh, Zombie Shark. That one is a banger. So. Yeah, that one is a banger for sure. And yeah, Pog Destroyer is also a a great song title for sure. God damn it, it's brilliant. Me. It's brilliant. Poggers. Um I I did like the opening track as well, Don't Talk to Me Until I Vored My Morning Coffee. <laughs> I, you know, I wish I would have spent a little bit more time with this release. We kind of just slid it in here last minute because I mean, you guys voted it and uh that and it's it's quality too like there there's some good shit on this release i mean naturally i mean it, it just for for what it is it probably wouldn't have made our uh, our top 10 anyways so this is mm. great to still embrace an album from last year that still needs attention you know um for that I agree. reason yeah so i think this one might have been a little overlooked too unfortunately i think like a, a lot of nintendo core just doesn't have like a, a large enough following you know you just have like such a ceiling limit i think for where you can go with the band unless it's got broader appeal like horse the band i don't know 
This what, is, what does Horse the Band have in terms of broader appeal, though? I, I guess it's humor. I mean, they, all these projects seem to have humor to some degree. Well, all, all the Horse the Band had was humor back in the day, and all that they have now is nostalgia. So <laughs> that's that's that. Shots so, fired. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, mean, I, I did like their new EP, to be fair. I felt like that was pretty good. Your yeah. fault. Yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, I, I, yeah, thought crime. It's it, um, for for what it is, it's it's very well thought out. Um, I really do like the vocal additions. I really feel like that is a uh, something that really separates uh, them from other releases of this uh, uh, genre. So um, mm. it's yeah, well thought out. It's great. Levi, why don't you go ahead and pick a track for us? Ooh, let's do that sequence dream. Let's give some zombie shark love. Cool. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Sequence Demon, which is track three. Oh, Demon? Uh, no. Demon. No, oh, I, I wrote Sequence Dream. Isn't Sequence you Dream better? Isn't right. that nice? Isn't we'll that let nice? it we'll let it slide this time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's track three from Thought Crime's new album, On Your Computer, and that came out back in November. Here we go. So that was Sequence Demon, which is track three from Thought Crime's new album, On Your Computer, which came out back in November. So recently we had the pleasure of sitting down with our friends in Mouth Breather to have a chat about their debut full-length album, I'm Sorry Mr. Salesman, which is uh, coming out in May. Here we go. Everybody, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Math Core Index here. Uh, I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And today we have with us Mouth Breather. And uh, you guys want to go ahead and uh, go around and introduce yourself and what you play in the band? Yeah, I guess I'll start it off. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. My name's Brett. I'm the uh, vocalist. Hi, I'm Derek. I play bass. 
I'm Nick. I play the drums. Ryan, guitar. Great. It's so good to have you guys. Fucking. Um, it's been a really long time since we've we've spoken. Uh, like last time, I think we spoke was at uh, 2018 when you played math. Oh, well, you played Math Core Next Fest 2019 and Math Core Next Fest 2018. Um, and uh, so, what have you guys been doing in this downtime in between uh, Doll Meeting now? Chilling. Chilling. We started writing. Um, we started writing a record, um, and then COVID happened, um, <clears throat> and then. We kind of took it took a back seat for a while. We figured a lot of stuff out, and then we we kind of just went hard on the record again, and and just finished it after about like it took like eight months Something to like make that. it. I think. Um, okay. So that's pretty much uh, as far as like the band goes. That's what we've been doing. Um, so yeah. you guys have been writing a new LP then. Um, so what what is the name of the new LP? I'm sorry, Mr. Salesman. Okay. Um, so do you have a release date in mind or? Well, <clears throat> the only oh, yeah. issue with it is like, we, we want to release it like yesterday, but it's just kind of a bummer. Cause you know, when, when one releases something, it's good to be able to tour to support it. And right now we're, you know, it's not that way. And we, we really love playing live. So we're going to do a couple singles and see how it goes. And, um, you know, that is the plan um, ASAP, though, to release it. It's 11 songs. I think it's like 24 minutes. 25 minutes. Of yeah, something like that. Which is like more, I think it's more, it's longer than both of our previous put together. Yeah, I was going to say, both of your <laughs> your EPs are like seven minutes long each. So this is, you're doubling the amount of material that you have recorded previously with yeah. this. <laughs> it's, you know, it's kind of like not um, exactly what it seems like because there's only, there's like a couple songs on it that are um, a little bit longer that make the record that long. But it's, yeah. it still has like very short um no fat songs you know like very to the point um so we it's not like sacrificing yeah it's not a complete departure um, from from previous yeah style but there's just there's like an interlude there's like a strange drum thing at the end um and there's like an actual song song which is the first um a couple of saves too yeah, there's like two actual song songs um, that are like song length, like real big boy songs. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that are like over two minutes in length, in other words. Yeah. Yeah, it's like two minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, so it's, like almost, it's almost a real song. Yeah. yeah you guys are no the nonsense. You always. One of them, by the way, the, yeah, the, the one the, coming out February 19th is. Yeah. February 19th, we're releasing a, a video, I guess. The video comes out with it too. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I guess that'll lead on to uh, the question we have here. Uh, who produced the video? Um, who produced it? Uh, this dude, Hawk, um, from Nevermore Visuals. Um, he's like Derek's buddy, and he's super talented. Um, video looks great. Um, the idea for the video was, I believe, Ryan's. Was it? It was your idea? Yeah, I'm doing it. Ryan's idea. <laughs> I mean, like, it I, was Ryan's idea. Whoever right? seen whoever <laughs> seen the video, just oh, remember Ryan's reaction right there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like an affirmation, though. Um, yep. 
So, yeah, no. what what precipitated uh, the lineup change? Um, Anthony uh, Anthony has like a lot of cool personal stuff going on. He, I think he's going to grad school, and I think he, I'm pretty sure he just bought a house and uh, or is about to. So he's just you know um, he had he had he had other priorities, you know. So we just wanted to keep making music. Uh, it's kind of a double up question here for me. Uh, so. Uh, with Anthony leaving, uh, you guys writing this new album was did, was Anthony involved in any part of that before he pieced out, or, or Brett? Did you kind of come in at that point and then start writing and you know helping out? Well, I mean, Nick, I don't know if you want to take the first part of that question. Yeah, uh, with with <laughs> Anthony, I don't know. Um. <clears throat> you know, it was kind of like it's it's tough because we started we started. So the, the first song on this um, the, f the song on, on this record, one of them, it was called Tension Underbite, and I forget what we actually call it on the record. Yeah. You so loathe me, something, something like that. that. Uh, yeah. Track four on the record, we wrote, I wasn't even like, I think that the first iteration of that was before I was even the yeah. drummer like five years ago. Yeah, I, so, I wrote this song like at least five years ago. Damn. Uh, wow. the Wasted Science, we wrote four years ago um yeah uh you know we wrote we started writing this record when anthony was in the band so okay okay there are definitely versions um past versions of these songs that we were playing um that he had done his thing on and um not not the whole thing um but yeah he was definitely yeah. very much in the band and then when when uh Brett came in. We we reimagined, you know, the whole thing. Brett and Brett and Ryan wrote the lyrics for the record. Um, and uh, the songs are like they're on the whole. The the old songs are reimagined. Like we remouthed that, remouthified them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the one. So you had a very early permutations of some of these songs that you performed at Mathcore Index Fest 2019 with Derek doing the vocals. So I imagine yeah, some of those songs yeah. have been modified slightly. Uh, I at least. think mostly, mostly uh, yes. No shit, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. Yeah. I, so, so, I like still have to think about the names of the songs because yeah. I can only call them by the working titles we've been calling them for like years. Understandable. So, <laughs> yeah. I can't actually remember what the one song that I saw that y'all played was, but we. Yeah, you definitely played. Really? Yeah, okay, cool. One of the songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just want to get yeah, it clear. Uh, I want to get it clear for all the listeners out there. Uh, as far as vocal vocals go with Mouth Breather, there's kind of like a little lineage going on here. So we have Anthony, the original vocalist. Uh, Derek, correct? When you we when you guys played Mathcore Index Fest, uh, you weren't bass. You were doing vocals. Yeah, there was a whole thing about that because I was originally going to be playing bass for that show and then a couple things went a little haywire and I had to learn all the vocals in like two weeks before Guess we left. Guess what? Your vocals. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a real fun time. So uh, I'm finally back in my uh, back in my normal position. Mouth breather really seems to be about that, kind of just the ever-changing, really flexible, you know, malleable lineup and everyone's switching roles a lot. Yeah. Well, so... Derek is actually still doing some vocals. Uh, I noticed like, he's backup mm -hmm. vocals now. Yeah. So uh, that that's good to have to have some. Continuity uh, I want to say there. it adds so much to the diversity. What mouth breather is? Yeah. There's just that extra little like beef in there, you know, um, in the tracks and that you Nick add. And Nick does. There, Derek, it's great. And Nick does vocals as well, um, and some singing mm -hmm. on this record too. 
Yep, he does. He does. But I think um, Brian forced me to do clean vocals. <laughs> Dude, that's the best. That's the best song on the album, by the way. That's my. That's my favorite song. Burnout fucking kills. Really? Yeah, it was the first song I heard. Off Ryan hates that. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving a mouth breather spoiler right now. We're, get, we're there's yeah. some singing in the album, so there, there ready, is. everybody. Yep, yep. There good. is. There, we've always like. There's always been. Um, I don't know if Brian would agree with this or not, but I, I think there's like two main styles of songs that mouth breather does, and one of them I would describe uh, as like a broad describer of um, kind of warm and like more like rock, and then we have like a cold callous calculated um type of song as well and so um that's more like machine and artificial and like kind of industrial sounding so um this song uh definitely is uh like brings out the sort of like both sides of that um which is which is weird because it's it has like some what would seem to be diatonic like progressions but they're actually not yeah um, what he's saying is like we're basically the beatles <laughs> <laughs> so you're bigger than jesus so, like, then is what you're saying like, the chorus, yeah okay the chorus is not diatonic though it sounds like it is it's actually not um correct it's, it's still just fucking four, four notes, notes in a row and i just happen to be able to like <laughs> sing something that sounds like it's in a key but it's really not and so yeah it's it's kind of weird um how it happened but it kind of just worked that's yeah. awesome i think that melody might have been informed probably by um some guitar you know the guitar textures maybe that, that would be my suspicion yeah. yeah um derek this question is for you how has the adjustment been from going from vox to playing bass on this record you know it wasn't too bad because i already had been planning on playing bass for this band before and i learned a bunch of the old. I learned. I think I learned all but one of the old He's songs. Like I already before. played all the bass, and then they were like, "Hey, you're doing vocals and stuff." <laughs> <laughs> so I think honestly, and you start in yeah. one. So it was week. pretty yeah. easy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, the transition back to playing bass was a lot easier than <laughs> getting lost into doing vocals. <laughs> and I'll, to be honest, I'm a lot more comfortable on a on a stage when I'm holding something other than a microphone. So I'm excited to get back out there when it's possible. Nice. nice. So you're more of an instrumentalist yeah. then. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so let's see here. Um, so what is the theme of the album? Like, where are, you, where are you drawing inspiration from? For I'm sorry, Mr. Salesman. Uh, a couple of things. Um, you know, some stuff that's been going on and also other stuff. <laughs> You know? Touche. Okay. Uh, a hodgepodge a, of different factors. Yeah, there's a concept of um, there's this character, this salesman who, uh, you know, he's a traveling salesman and think like um, death of a salesman. He's got a big case that he goes door to door with, and uh, you know, whenever a child answers the door, he abducts the child, puts them in the suitcase, and then they're converted into another salesman that then also abducts children. So that's what that's what um, that's one of that's one of the angles that uh, went into making this. We'll leave it to Amazing. your imagination. Amazing. <laughs> what Amazing. that's a metaphor okay. for? It's open to interpretation. <laughs> yeah, um, that's sort of the idea. Is like this theme. All the art is like uh, it has like the the salesman in it. Who in the video we've kind of like tried to personify a little bit. 
Um, and it yeah, it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. the art for that. Thank you. Yeah, the the artist. He dude, he's so badass. He's um from Mexico. I, he like he's like young. I met him on Instagram, and I saw his art, and I was like, homie, like dude. this is so good. <laughs> you got to let me buy some stuff off of you. And he was like, I've never sold and I just do it for fun. And I was like, well, I'll like, I'll pay you for the art. dude." And so he, um, yeah, he's, he made those pieces custom for us. Um, he knocks it out of the park. The guy's so talented. Um, so yeah. what's his name? Work then that that's the guy. Yeah. Put put his Instagram. I'll I'll send you his Instagram. You plug him at the end of it because I don't know his Instagram off the top of my head. I think it's Boneless Boy. Okay. It is. It's Boneless Boy. Yeah. There you go. His Thanks, name Brett. is Ray, I believe. Um, so talented, incredible artist. Um, and he's been he's been so helpful. I, I sent him Boneless Boy underscore. Like, hey, man, this yeah. is the story. It's about a salesman that is making other salespeople um, and, and kidnapping people like. Uh, do what you want, you know, listen to it and see it. Um, it sounds like a metaphor for uh, endless corporate greed, basically. Well, you one might. Maybe that's just what I'm inferring. <laughs> well, <laughs> open to your interpretation. But yeah, yeah. so we, we gave it to him. He listened to it and he was like, this is what I got. And I was just, I was blown away. I was like, dude, yeah. this is so that's good. It. So, yeah. Amazing. Very cool. So, um, so what are like some of your biggest inspirations for this new material? Like where are you, where are you guys pulling from? <clears throat> like what are you listening to? Any like arts or visual media sort of influencing uh, the writing process of this album? I, I didn't, you did the guitar. My lawyers advised me not to. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, who are you ripping off, dog? Let's go, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough one because once again, man, like it's, you know, I think this, I'll, I'll start it off with saying like this record, I believe is the most true to what Malfreather is for sure. Um, it's cool because there's enough songs on it to where you get to kind of actually hear um, like the whole, the whole story, you know, um, I like Pig, I, I love Dolmy. Um, I think that they show off a lot of cool parts of the band, but I think that this record really shows um, how we feel a lot, a lot more than that. Um, it's a lot more colorful, and um, I, I think it's kind of just a combination of our influences from the first time I started playing drums or started playing guitar. It's not anything specific. It's kind of just years of um, depression and yeah. anger. Yeah, and all that. And uh, it's it's really just um, we just try to really go with the flow. So like whatever whatever happens is what. Is whatever happens on the record stays on the record. Right? <laughs> okay. yeah. uh, but whatever whatever we play when we're like making stuff, we just kind of like try to work with that and make yeah. whatever we make. And uh, when it's done, it's done. When it's done, it's done. It, honestly, I, I want to say right off the bat, like this album, it sounds like mouth breather. Yes, um, I know. I mean, it, I mean, a lineup change is whatever. I mean, as far as listening to this record, it means nothing. Um, it just it, it is completely mouth breather still. Um, it, it rips. It's very angry. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, thank you. I have to agree. Uh, I mean, your sound is so idiosyncratic. So that's why I'm curious to know, like, where you're pulling your influences from, because it's it's really hard to nail. Like, I, I want to say that you guys have become perhaps, you know, seminal might be hyperbolic to say, but 
let's just say that I think a lot of bands are now borrowing from the Mouth Breather playbook. I think you've inspired a lot of people. Yeah. Well, that's, that's funny because I've funny. been stealing all this material. Create another pitch shifter hardcore band. Like, uh, I've, you know, uh, there's um, like I, I love Deftones. I like Tony Danza. I like I like I like a lot of shit, man. I like. Um, and then we we both pull from like electronic music, and um, I've been trying to get the rap element involved, but Nick won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 What's I, up, Brad? You got some hot bars, dog? I can I can spit. I can spit. <laughs> Nick uh, shuts it down. Yeah, I I named like two bands. I look, we're already so close to being metal that I can't let that happen. You know, yeah, like not, there's not going to be any rap going on in Mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just want to know when you guys are going to do the Mouth Breather Burger and go on tour with Code Orange. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like, just so, I've listened to a lot of a lot of different stuff. I know that Nick yeah. does, like, we all do. So, no. it's, uh, it's too many influences to name, really. I don't think we all have maybe even one band in common oh, strung it all against, like, if you were like, here's a song Converge. of and the Brett likes, and, and we all had to agree on one band, I don't know if that exists. No, I don't no, and I definitely know you guys wouldn't agree on my influences. So. <laughs> Yo, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, mine doesn't really matter because it's just like drums. Um, I'm not. Like, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan writes all of like the guitar and stuff. Um, as far as like the main elements of the song goes, I contribute um, rhythmically. Uh, usually the way it would go is like Ryan will write a riff and it will be like uh, somewhat incomplete. He'll have a couple and then bring it to me and then we'll start playing and then I'll just see kind of where it wants to go and think about the rhythm and then he'll keep writing on top of whatever we kind of go with next. It's kind of the way it goes. But are, arguably the best songs are the ones where Nick is like, Ryan, actually, don't play that. <laughs> play this. So it sounds like uh, Nick, you contribute significantly to the arrangement of the songs then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I just I don't pick at. up a guitar or anything like that because um, we, you know, <laughs> we, we, we both contribute, you know, and uh, like equal. We try to have everyone, you know, yeah, collab process so, of some yeah. sort. What Super exciting the... for the next thing that we do after this. I know this one is about like this release that hasn't even come out yet, but obviously now that we have this. Um, lineup, we're we're super happy with it. Uh, Derek and Brett are super dedicated and uh, seriously talented, um, both of them. And no, and you. We're super excited <laughs> to do this next one where we kind of get like a real fresh, like hey, yeah. like we have no previously written stuff. This is all just this mouth breather. So, yeah. and yeah. you do get a significant taste of that on this new album. Like there's there's a couple old songs that we like rewrote essentially for Derek this. played some badass bass lines I honestly I showed up to the studio after hearing like maybe three of these songs before and recorded it all in two days and there were some places that I absolutely have no idea what I played and I'm gonna have to relearn all that because it just makes no, no I, sense. I literally had to make him a version of the of the record that's just his vocals, the bass and the drums. I bounced that as so well. he can go learn. So he can go learn what he did. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I did the same thing for Brett, but just like deleted his vocals out of it so that he could like practice. Because this is Brett's first band ever. First band? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Brett 
uh, have did you write any of the lyrics for this album then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the very first. It's funny you guys love Burnout so much. Those those are the very very first song that I ever heard. My my brother sent it to me like when when it first came on. My brother sent me just like a stripped version of that song with really just his vocals and then obviously the instrumental. And that was the first song that I put like any pen to paper on and wow. started writing. And then we like I had we Ryan had already had like a ton of lyrics that he'd previously written and that we were just bouncing back and forth off of each other. And then when I flew out to Boston to put everything down, get in the studio, um, I think like we had already had pretty much everything written and, and anything that we didn't have written, we rewrote in studio. So, yeah. Um, Red actually wrote stuff before he got here. It was yeah, so weird. He was like prepared. <laughs> He's prepared. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was awesome. And, and that, yeah, that was kind of like sports so well. It was really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was tons of fun. Yeah, the lyrics to that song are, are really exceptional too. Yeah, the, the lyrics um, the, the lyrics across the board are fucking amazing. Um, I even noticed uh, uh, there is there is a track uh, in track one, and then, like I believe in track four or five, uh, there's like a, even like a lyrical callback uh, where you guys are where you're using the same uh, lyrics again. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I, it, I it, can you kind let's of talk about wasted science and yeah. wasted uh, what's the other one? Wasted life. It, it's like you know we do one album and then there's uh, that sort of interlude song and then we restart the album over again um, and not only does it have the same lyrics but it's got the same main guitar riff we just like I basically that. that that like became a thing because we like we we wrote this old ass song um, and then we had that guitar riff and wrote another song based on it yeah so like we had we We're had, like, like it's just, ours we can steal yeah, it for sure the because it's fucking ours so, <laughs> so that, that's how it, that's yeah. how it sort of started and then lyrically we we sort of like the it's whole album turned into this thing where right. we, one song is related to the previous and that is the some of the songs shit. are named um after yeah. lyrics from other songs um it's it's definitely supposed to be um Kind of like at least in, in my eyes the the record is is obviously slightly a departure from our eps simply because of time so what we wanted to do is kind of give the listener like um a chance to regroup because we realize like anybody who listens to Malfreather is only used to listening to us for maximum seven minutes yeah so <laughs> even if you listen to both these things we would like um cleanse their palate with a little bit of like music like music right music. yeah that being so, said i just want to prepare you guys for the five, amount of uh, people are going to be like deems <laughs> is like an interlude i i guess um and it's meant to like restart the record um and then the first song it fades into after that um wasted, is science. wasted science which is like the alternate version of wasted life okay so, yeah it's like movement, it. two movements of the same piece, basically. Sort of, yeah. Two yeah. movements yeah. of the same piece. That's like, that lends too much. Two very heavy pieces. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, man. I, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I just want to say I've never really kind of, I've never, I've never experienced that, the lyrical callback like that. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's cool. crazy. It's so, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you, as you said that, because we were actually super nervous about it. And we were like, fuck, we really need to make sure people like, don't listen to it and go, wait a minute they you know we wanted to like really show like hey we did this fucking on purpose like yeah. Yeah. we didn't have to use this part but we wanted to uh like, i got mad riffs i got riffs on <laughs> 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 oh 
yeah, it, it, but yeah, um, I just I noticed that, and I definitely had to go back and listen to it again. But uh, yeah, just good choice and everything. I gotta say, cool. so, thank you. Uh, yeah, and, and once again, just um, crazy that you guys continue the mouth breather sound. Just stoked on this. So yeah, yeah. and congratulations on tripling the real estate of your previously recorded works with this new album. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Just be oh, prepared yeah. for the comments. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, I wonder how long it's gonna be." You know, another seven minutes of mouth breather. Yeah. <laughs> I've already seen people commenting, being like, "I'm so excited for the next seven minutes of music." <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be yeah. like ew it's 24 minutes there's clean vocals and the interlude fuck yeah. dude mouth they're sold out <laughs> yes we've sold out with 1500 <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking corporate now yep. dude, uh, i'm so corporate yeah we're starting a label soon so yeah <laughs> <laughs> Doll meat records. Corporate underdogs. Called Defend Wall Street. Yeah. Um. So, uh, what what gear do you guys use, and what do you, what did you use on the album? You want to talk about the gear? Yeah, Ryan leaded off with guitar shit. Um, I got a new guitar. It's a uh, it's a Fuji Gen. So I had, I was doing the uh, Ibanez uh, RG7421, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, one, 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 zero, 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 one, one, zero, one. No one can remember the fucking model numbers. So all these, all the seven string nerds like myself talk about this, the RG7421 and uh, the, in my opinion, uh, the best one, my buddy told, taught me this, he was like, get this one. It's the like late nineties, early thousands made in Japan, Ibanez. And then I found out that a certain company makes that, uh, where a, a certain company was subcontracted by Ibanez, and that company's called FujiGen. So now you, you don't have to buy this old ass guitar; uh, you can buy one right from that. Buy clones. So, I, so, wow. so I, I've been, I was playing that. I've been playing that guitar, um, and uh, you know I got some pedals and stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask you, what what is your pitch shifter of choice? What what pitch shifter are you using on most of the mouth breather stuff? I use I use two, um, and so it's funny you should say that because I was like, ah man, I lean hard on the on the pitch shifter. It's basically basically like I wouldn't, no one would like it if I did like I I wouldn't write anything if I didn't have a pitch shifter. So it's like ah, I can't do so many wheats. I better I better use the pitch shifter to go down. So I actually don't go up sometimes. I go down now. I use the, uh, the quintessential Yeah, I use the Digitech Whammy and uh, also the the Electro Harmonics Pitch Fork, uh, and hopefully I'll be using two Pitch Forks for the next mm-hmm. one. And uh, in addition to so the, we can go up and down. yeah, up and down and like a seventh and all at the same time. The same time. Amazing. So versatile. Amazing. Yeah, but the the most important pedal is definitely the uh, the delay pedal. You know. What, what what delay are you rocking? Better. I don't know the the DD seven. Oh. Nice, which Boss. I don't use at all on the <laughs> album. But. You, uh, I think, uh, at least Pig, you definitely played with the fifty one fifty. Yeah, the, um, what did I? What did we? Use? You play you use Jay's fifty one fifty for this one. The block letter. Same, same with uh, the, with. <laughs> Egg, yeah. yeah, I don't know what you use for doll meat. I can't remember. Uh, we used like a bunch of different shit yeah. for that. But I, I, I rock this 6505. That's just the one that I have. But um, yeah. we used uh, 5150 for the for the head. For it's this. like a, it's old, it's Jay's old 
Blockhead, love it. I mean, yeah. block letter. It's badass. Yeah, it's sweet. You can't go wrong with the PV, basically. No, dude. Things so loud. Ryan, I respect Ryan because he's one of the few guitarists nowadays that actually stands in the room with the with the setup and actually plays. So I have to like yell at him through, you know? Yeah, I'm still, I'm, still like, I'm already deaf, so it doesn't matter. Well, you'd be surprised. I mean, look, I shouldn't knock it because, like, if you're playing stuff that doesn't require feedback as, like, an audio device, oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. you shouldn't because it's going to be so noisy and it's really hard to communicate. But we try to use the feedback. Yeah. Ryan can also play the song, like, through without needing to stop. So a lot of people don't. They need, like, to, to take a bunch of takes and it gets really tough to communicate through a window, you know. So It's not that I'm, like, really good. It's just that, like, you know. You know the songs. I know the songs. I, I suck. I'm just okay at melting <laughs> So you're saying that you get a lot of uh, songs in one take then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he does them four times each. But yeah. yeah I totally for layering. Oh, amazing. Okay. And, okay. I, you know, I play two two guitar parts on the album a lot of the times. Um, Different pick. I mean, yeah, so pick up settings. Yeah, the lot of shit. We're going to be having, we'll have, we <clears throat> have somebody um, that's a second guitar when we, uh, when we end up. If we ever end up touring, you know, if this ever... Uh, yeah, so ends. if you see this interview and you think that you can do it, <laughs> and by do it, I don't mean play the songs, I mean put up with the four of us. Yeah. <laughs> Text me. As long as you make a lot of noise, it's it's fine. Yep, yep, yep. If you can punch the guitar, then you're yeah. one. All right. Uh, Art. Who's got gear? Who's got gear next? What else? Oh, uh... I, I did a couple, like, a, just a couple cool things on this record. Ryan, you forgot to mention that you, one of the coolest things that Mouth oh, yeah. will have ever done is Ryan used the fucking talk box that he made yeah. on oh, yeah. this record. Yeah, like Peter Frampton. <clears throat> That's the a shit. Talk box. Yeah, I used a talk box that I made by bastardizing a practice amp and some fish tank tubing and And, and stuff. duct tape. Yeah. Bunch of regret. But it works. It, it, sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like Peter Frampton. It's, it's uh... It's so sick, honestly. It's really cool, and we we actually tried to get that like show it in the video. In the but video, yeah. There's really no cool way to show somebody doing a talk box in a video. Yeah, like, it's, so, it's not in the video, <laughs> yeah. but it is very much on the record. It's on the song, um, our first single, "Wasted Science." Um, yeah. I think that was really cool. Ryan did that. Um, it was like way out of left field. Um, I don't think anybody's used a talk box on a record since. Since Peter Francis, yeah. No, so yeah. that's some gear talk right there. Got a talk box. That's yep. the shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I played a I played a fucking kid's xylophone. Yeah, kid's xylophone. He also played on a cast iron skillet and, did, uh, and for uh, the teams. Yeah, and a Tupperware. Some very yeah, we're talking. Tupperware. Yeah, I went full Trent Reznor on yeah. that motherfucker. Nice. Um, nice. No, yeah, we yeah it was cool. We like. Um, we kind of just wanted to kind of, you know, do whatever we wanted. And we felt like it needed some chimes. And we were like, what can we fucking do to make some weird, authentic chimes? And I went and I did like a double stroke. Well, actually, first, Ryan went and did a super poorly executed yeah. single stroke roll <laughs> on, on the xylophone, like up and down it. And I was like, I get in there. And I did a double stroke roll on it and fucking came out like, Wind so challenge. much better than I thought it would. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, awesome. And then, yeah, the Tupperware um, on Deems and then the cast iron skillet with a ton of ungodly amount of reverb. It sounds like a, like a fucking, like a railroad spike hitting a train 
in a tunnel. Hitting a train cool. right, yeah. know, right in the cast iron cool. skillet. Yeah. Wow, really blurring some noise. Nothing, <clears throat> nothing cool, I don't think. Derek yeah. does stuff with his bass. Yeah, what are you, what, 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 what what are you rocking, Derek? Yeah, I so I didn't have any basses that I could tune low enough when I went into the studio, so I borrowed my friend's Dingwall <laughs> to track on, and that thing is ridiculous. But um, I was running it into my Line 6 HX effects that I use for everything, and I got some expression pedals to do to all the pitch shifting. Um, but we actually tracked all of the bass through a Bad Cat Cougar into, was it a Mesa cab? I think it's a Lynx. Oh, it was a Lynx? Yeah, it's the old oh, version yeah. of the Lynx. It's right here, actually, but I don't remember. I think it's a Lynx. Oh, yeah. The bad, the bad Lynx cat. 50. Yeah, yeah bad I just cat. saw Bad it's Cat. It's technically a guitar amp, but it's just a good amp. So, yeah, it sounded really good with Derek's. Like, it has a good, just, like, fucking high gain channel, so we just use that. Mm-hmm. Guitar amp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I Not much variation on my end. Just uh, hit bass hard, make sounds good what do you play live what, what, what bass you do uh, what do so, you play live uh i finally just got thick enough strings and set up my fender getty lee signature jazz bass in g nice. so nice. <laughs> just gonna be playing a regular old fender four string with 140 gauge strings <laughs> holy shit <laughs> is, that, is that what's in the video is that the yeah that's what i was yeah. about to ask yeah. what's the getty lee signature okay yep mm-hmm Brett, uh, what microphone are you using? It's a, honestly a great question, Nick. I don't even remember what microphone <laughs> yeah, I used. I was going to say, if Brett knows the answer to this, I'll fucking poop. It's a, just like I, I don't remember the one we recorded for the studio. I, I don't remember what's at Jay's studio. I know, like, it's, I mean, uh, it's I, my I studio. I use, but... it's, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's an a SM7B. Um, yeah. The chain, the chain is like an SM7B into, uh, I think, a, we use a distressor on Brett. For compression and then i believe we use the yeah the la chapelle uh, la chapelle pre okay that's the whole chain that's pretty much it there's no no fancy tricks with brett's vocals it's just one take he's just loud super simple yeah uh brett when did you know you could do vocals i know this is your first band but i mean like when like, like at what age were you like oh fuck i can do this shit. dude pretty pretty early on i mean i've been listening to to heavy music really my whole life obviously it's been my my influence um and we me and my brother like he'll he's probably way too embarrassed to admit this but we were in a high school band together it <laughs> this is, your is it online <laughs> um, no i this is technically his second one if you count our high school privately nick i will be asking you for that link later yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> ask me i got you uh, Thanks, but uh yeah around like i would say freshman year of high school is when i really started to like lean in to, to learn how to properly scream and not just destroy my throat mm-hmm. um and i just did it like really recreationally and and for fun throughout awesome. like high school college up until like literally now and then uh yeah i just like track stuff for fun um and i think that's how ryan heard originally and was like yo Let's do this, and then. Oh, that's the shit. So Nick wasn't even the hookup; it was Ryan that got you in there. Oh basically. no, Ryan makes all the no. decisions, not my brother. That's the shit. That's the shit. That's the shit. No, I, he, the first time I heard Brett recorded was um, 
Brett did like a cover of this song and I was like, oh, that's actually really good. Um, and then I went home, uh, I went home and I, I visited him and I was recording this other band at the time and I, I was like working on it on vacation and he was listening and he's like, dude, let me like just for fun, do some vocals over it. And I was like, cool, they would hate me, but let's do it. And uh, they don't know that either. So I'm not going to name the band. <laughs> but uh, we recorded. It was I sick. Just, <laughs> I just muted their vocals and I put Brett's on them just to like try him out as a vocalist. And I was like, oh shit, you're really good, dude. Um, we should try to do something. And then Ryan heard it. And yeah, it was kind of like just perfect timing how it, how it all like happened. Um, Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Who inspired you to, uh, to start doing vocals, Brett? Oh, my brother's gonna hate this answer. Uh, I when I that was remains to be seen. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, it, I, it's, I'm built from like a lot of of different bands. Like I started really like getting into. I was a punk kid like growing up, so naturally like that that was the first kind of genre that I, I gravitated to. But I as like I would say mid. 2000s like 2005 around then like i really had like a, a obsession with like early haste the day stuff um okay and that's like where every like when everything falls when everything when everything falls was like really like one of my biggest inspirations um All and that, that really solid state shit is fucking amazing that one oh, has yeah. some bangers on it for sure yeah yeah I mean, they're later i mean yeah but the early i was like i was a big big fan but yep. um <laughs> Yeah, and it just kind of uh, it progressed from there. Uh, it's all over the place, like really all over the place. So, but that was like one of the first, probably one of the first albums I listened to that I was like, oh, okay, like I want to try to emulate this style. And yeah, that's awesome. I was like, I was like twelve. Yep. <laughs> Who else? Yeah, I give my brother shit, but my favorite drummer, biggest influence as a drummer is fucking the Rev from Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, okay. Nice. Back in the, okay. way back in the day, rocking AX7. Um, yeah, yeah, dude, such a nasty drummer. Uh, not a huge fan of the band, but no. his drumming is just like well, was just so unhinged and so good that I was just like, but I, I get Brett's Brett's fear of telling the truth about what his influence is. <laughs> no, that is the truth. <laughs> yeah. Sure it is. <laughs> it's okay to like bad music guys yeah, yeah. yeah well half the people listening to this like mouth breather so they can't really talk so, <laughs> yeah, I my case <laughs> mathcore index has 20,000 followers on facebook so there you have it a lot of people like bad music apparently I, I was a huge huge fan of even prior to like of mouth breather so it, I like knew every single song my brother obviously whenever he would send me stuff I was like this is hyped so, mouth breather is my biggest influence. Okay, that's a fucking great answer. Me too. <laughs> um, so uh, going uh, like a bit more retrospectively here, who did the art direction for the creepy doll aesthetic? Like, where did that come from for the doll meat art? Um, it was a, an amalgamation of different ideas. I think uh, Anthony played a you know principal role in the in that element. Um, the like th that video is shot at my house in my living room and you see like maybe a fraction of the of the dolls but i have like yeah we know. had to take oh so that's your that's your yeah, living room like, 
to me. I mean, I, it's I, amazing. I, like my house, me and my me and my girlfriend have like a extensive extensive collection of creepy shit. So, um, when you see the the dolls in the in the new video, it's it's a callback to the the previous stuff, um, which you know we all played a role in. The, Anthony was definitely a principal part in the in that stuff. The doll aesthetic. Yeah, I mean that that is quite literally Ryan's just that's his living like I wanna make it clear, like we had to move stuff out of the way for that to work. Like that like that's yeah. not a set. Like that's it's just not a set. It's just my boy's living. fucking living room. It really does look like a set. Remove it, a lot of the dolls. Decorated houses I've fucking ever seen. It's like mine just has like trash and socks and yeah, mine, mine's tables. like, mine's like, has, like cool, and, shit. cool shit and empty like claw cams, like you know. Yeah, it. yeah so Ryan, you're you're a bit of a, a visual artist. Then I noticed uh, lately on Instagram, uh, I've seen some really cool shit. I just, uh, yeah, I mean a little bit. I just, I just sort of started. I uh, the COVID thing. I got just trying to keep busy, so I I started uh, forging stuff. I made like a machete out of a crowbar, and uh, that was way too physically hard it was like a lot of work to like move around like and stuff like get up and walk and stuff <laughs> so yeah so we moved his kiln inside yeah. kiln kiln kiln, it, kiln. But that's for like pot that's for like ceramics which i started doing because right. i can just like sit down on and like you know like <laughs> do that stuff so i started fucking barbecue that. in his living room <laughs> But I just started do I started, you know, working more with uh with uh clay and uh things like that. Just, you know. But no, I'm not a visual artist. I, I, that's like pretty pretty new for me. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm really I'm liking how the uh the creepy doll aesthetic is sort of carrying over to that. Um you know, that's that's really interesting to hear that's your living room too for the uh the set of the, the music video. It's again a great fucking callback to that to doll meat. Yeah. 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 Um, so I got a couple fan questions for you guys. Um, are you guys named after a Jesus lizard song? Where, did, where does the name of the mouth breather come from? I'm glad uh, to hear that somebody knows that. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that it wasn't a Stranger Things question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. of course, the band predates that show naturally. Yeah. So, uh, so why this track? What'd you say? Uh, why the Jesus Lizard track? Uh, what like? Why'd you guys choose Mouth Breather? I didn't choose it. Ryan. Why? Why not? Would be <laughs> touche. Question. It was named by the time I got in the band. Yeah, the, you know, I'm the, the the founder and only surviving original member. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't I don't even remember why we named it that, but um, yeah. That's why the not? Name why for not? sure. That yeah, is definitely the name. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Ryan. Well said. All right. Okay. So, uh, what's your guys' like dream band to play with? If you could like pick one band to like fucking, this is again sort of a middle of the road question, but um, if you guys could pick anyone to tour with, who would be? Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. <laughs> yes. So Brett's just shaking his head. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to right, so wait, yes. is this a fan question? Yeah, this is a fan question. Oh shit! We yeah. have at least two fans. They want to um, know. All right, cool. <clears throat> oh, okay. So a serious answer for me would be Bob Dylan. <laughs> uh, no for me um dude i fucking i'm gonna sound like a broken record but i love Vane, dude i, I would love to play yeah Vane. they're cool I, um yeah a couple of the modern uh bands like that really i think cool. they're long overdue to take you with, up uh, yeah i'd probably go with uh tom petty 
<laughs> He's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got some bad news for you. I'd uh I'd love to tour with Trap Them if they were still playing. I fucking love that band. Oh, rest in peace, man. That Yeah, I was at their last show, it was incredible. That man I love that... the dude every time he starts a show he has to take out his fake teeth. Oh my he's God. doing it's just he would he, every time I saw him he'd be in a cast or a black eye. When we saw him he had yeah. two black eyes and two cat two broken legs. Yeah, yeah that was right after he jumped off of a speaker uh that's actually how he lost most of his teeth. He jumped off of a speaker stack too tall and broke both of his legs on stage and finished the show. Oh Amazing. my god. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, wow. I might say Ed Gein is an actual answer. <laughs> yeah. Like the serial Ed Gein or um, you know like either the band or the or the serial killer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man dude I've been uh, like I've been a huge fan recently of like I, I know that you guys have covered them too Soul Keeper uh, I, I fucking love those guys they're sick mm-hmm. I'm a big Great American Ghost. Um, I, I knocked loose too. Like, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of bands, but I mean, I don't have a better answer than Tom Petty or Bob Dylan. So it's <laughs> shout out, kind of, right, kind of tough. Whitney Houston, but uh, Tom Petty or Bob Dylan. <laughs> but yeah, cool. Uh, see here, Derek. What about you? Oh, I was just saying, trap them. Oh, trap them, uh, right? Well, we got you. Uh, Man, I don't know, Meshuggah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I yeah. definitely, I think Mouth Breather is long overdue to go on tour with fucking Vane and Knocked Loose, for real, though. In all yeah. seriousness. Yeah. That, that's, like, Knocked Loose was legitimately, like, that would be, that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. I mean, I'll play, I'll play with anyone. I just like to play yeah. live, like, in general, but, yeah. Dude, if that band, like, I was, uh, I actually heard of this band from, from you guys, um, and then I realized that they're not a band, but the coolest project that I've been listening to in a ton is Blood Minutes. Dude, fucking love that. Like, it's a solo project, right? So yeah, good. Jake Yenchik yeah. of Sub. so fucking good. It's the, it's the dude from Shingard. Shingard. Well, they're hazing was, over I now. I was literally hazing blown over away. I messaged Christian, I was like, yo, where are these guys from? Like, let's fucking do this, and... Then uh, he was like, it's actually a solo project. So if that guy ever puts together a band for that, I would lo- that's what I would like to go on tour with. Yeah, if he's looking for a guitarist, you know, I'm, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Jake, get in here, dog. Uh, yeah. um, where would you guys like to play internationally if you could, if you could get abroad saying that COVID wasn't an issue? That's basically where do you guys want a vacation? I think that's <laughs> kind of... <laughs> I, we've been wanting to fucking Europe for so long, man. Yeah. That's like the, that's like if I could say Mouth Breather's like ultimate goal and then where everything else would be icing is for us to get to play in, in Europe anywhere. I'd like to, yeah, any, anywhere would be cool, but uh, Germany would be especially cool because there's uh, yeah. yeah. no people over there, so it'd be, uh, okay. yeah, Germany is my vote too. Yeah. That'd be sick. Australia would be fucking sick. <laughs> Word. Yep. Yeah, I think you guys would have a really good time in Australia for sure. They'd really appreciate yeah. breakdowns and heavy hardcore. So. I don't think Ryan would come back. 
Playing in Russia would be cool because on our Spotify, I think it's like the most people that listen to Mouthfeeder listen to them in Russia. Holy yeah. shit, really? I think it's like Chicago and Russia. Russia. So yeah. Russia's we'll brutal, definitely man. be hitting yep. Chicago and Russia at some point. Ooh, yeah, you guys. Uh, has Mouthfeeder ever played Chicago? Did that ever happen? I think uh, I think we. No, no, we didn't. No, oh, yeah, we once, I think. Or, or didn't I, think we, I think I wasn't, I wasn't on that tour. But I think you guys did play Chicago once. No, no. It got canceled, uh, didn't it? I don't think. I think. I think we were supposed to at one point, and it, it got canceled or something like that. We need like to. We were. Sure. We were right next to it. We were like this close. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right I think there. so far I've had the best time playing in Baltimore. For yeah, sure. Baltimore is so much fun. Yeah. And, um, and Pennsylvania too. And Pennsylvania has been fucking lit. And and uh, Chicago, it's like. Yeah. New York also was sweet uh, with you guys well, in, in 2018. Yeah. And, uh, that was the shit. After that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's still that's one of my favorite shows that. of all time. <laughs> yeah, me too. It was, that was so much fun. Yeah, that was awesome. <clears throat> well, um, let's see what else we got here. So, <laughs> several people asked this Why do you fuck so hard? <laughs> Answer. I mean, uh, like, I, I can take that one, boys. This band fucks, so we fuck so hard. Like it's um, a pilgrimage. It's a pilgrimage. You know what I mean? You gotta be. A, you gotta be a, a fuck pilgrimage. I don't yeah, think you guys pilgrimage. fuck. I think you come. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I personally, the only reason because of natural male enhancement. I love that. That's become like, the yes. thing that people say. Like. It's the best thing when you when you send a song to a friend like who's in the scene or something and you're like, hey, like, let me know what you think about this. Meaning, like, are the vocals too hot? Is the guitar too loud? Are the drums too quiet? Whatever. And then they just put back like it. Fuck. Like, <laughs> All right. Cool. cool. Right. I, I figured. Never mind. <laughs> Thank you for the constructive <laughs> but, criticism. No, it is. It is I mean, it's like in a term of endearment. Like, I get it. But um, it's, good. it's good. I would if I had to say. Um, why we fuck so hard it's because the record slaps so good yeah it slaps <laughs> <laughs> put it on a shirt it's done yep well said it's mouth breather so slaps so good yeah it slaps so good you're gonna love it <laughs> guy well um i don't want to take up any more of your guys's time i really appreciate you joining us for the interview um is there anything else you guys want to plug here any any side projects or no, no, none. There are there are two rules to mouth breather to being in mouth breather. One is never, don't fuck, and also <laughs> never, also never don't be in mouth breather. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. touche. All right. All right. Yeah. Two rules. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Two I'm rules not, we got around. Yeah, I'm not saying there are, we have no side projects though. Like we do. We all do. One thing that sure. we should plug is that like sort of the timeline because I this will be like yeah. I let's talk about the release post- schedule post-release so our release schedule is something like the 19th which has probably already passed by the time this comes out i guess um is wasted science um which the audio will come out and the video and then a couple days later on tuesday um we'll have a merch drop of like i think it's four or five items um amazing and they're like i think our coolest merch yet yeah, um, once again the, the artist uh that we use for the for sure. album art designed it all uh incredible incredibly talented dude um and then the next friday on the 26th uh the second single comes out cotton shot that we're in the process right now of doing a video for it's a way more in, like i shouldn't say more involved but 
it's a different type of video that we're really excited about and then that'll come out probably a week or so after that and then after that i don't know probably the record <laughs> or something or something, something. I'm, glad, I'm glad you guys are really keeping yourselves busy and uh just being proactive with it and like you know you guys are doing the video and kind of slowly releasing the singles because yeah i mean if you can't fucking go play shows got to make it happen somehow man i think it's literally really yeah, to, yeah. yeah. I, I, and i think the added effort with the music videos is, is fucking amazing and it just really yeah. adds to what mouth breather is so uh everybody yeah. will see it so yeah we're we're actually we're very excited. Part in producing this next video that we're we're coming out with which is really cool yeah um, yeah so should be uh should be you know we have a lot of cool exciting stuff coming out feels yeah. really good to be back for sure yeah hell yeah we're, we're... I, 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 I want to say it's just nice seeing all your fucking faces, Brett. Nice seeing mm -hmm. your face. So, yeah, man. Um, Been a pleasure, you guys. Yeah. You too. I can hardly see you from way back there, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for joining us, Mouth Breather. Um, fucking really, really excited for this new record. So you can catch uh, Mouth Breather's new single, Wasted Science, February 19th, and the new album, uh, I'm Sorry, Mr. Salesman, sometime in 2021. And uh, also, you can find uh, the Doll Meat Pig compilation via Dark Trail Records on uh, February 5th. So, um, check out all of those things. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Let's do it. Thank, Thank you. you. Cool. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. So, that was our interview with Mouth Breather, uh, who were dropping their debut full-length album, I'm Sorry, Mr. Salesman, on Friday, May 7th. So, uh, you can be watching out for that. So before we wrap this up, just want to remind everybody, please subscribe on Spotify, follow us on YouTube, fucking smash all the subscribe and follow and like buttons, all that good shit. We're, we're everywhere. We're, we're omnipresent. You can find us on every fucking platform. And uh, we're hopefully going to be stepping up the, the video content. We actually just released a interview with Mouth Breather, um, which, Levi, should we, be, should we be attaching that to the end of this episode or should we... We should just post it separately. No, I mean, we should. We should. We should definitely like at least like. Uh, well, I mean, if not that, uh, if not attached, at least uh, mentioned. Like fucking check the shit well, out. Well, then it's considered mentioned. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, check it out, y'all. Yeah. Um. Go to our YouTube channel and watch the video interview, and then um, maybe I'll post it as a separate episode right after this. So it's, you know, you've uh, you've got two separate things. We'll just we'll hit you with two separate episodes, one after the next. You can just cram math cast in your face all day long. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, by, by I the was way, making some very crude gestures. So. <laughs> uh, 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 I uh, I gotta say, uh, support everybody uh, that we covered on this on this list today. Uh, on top of uh, Mouth Breather, because they have a fucking banger of a record coming out. So. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, I guess that's one plug. Uh, tomorrow, if you're listening, today. <coughs> another plug, <coughs> Christian. Another plug. Dark Dark Trail is putting out uh, the Mouth Breather Doll Meat Pig compilation on 12 inch vinyl, and that's coming out on Friday, February 5th. 8 a.m. Y'all get rid fucking 8 a.m. Uh, 8 a.m. PST on Bandcamp. Yep, yep Bandcamp yep, yep. Friday, baby. I love you, Bandcamp. All right, so I guess that about wraps it up for the 60th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. <laughs>